From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly. I got to say, love the name Max. That's my my puppy dog's (laughs) name. Uh, Who have just recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. It actually makes learning pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I listened to this with my son, and it was so fun to listen to. I loved how modern it was with a cool ant that they really dug, and like they dealt with bullies. Uh, My son also enjoyed all the math involved. Like He thought it was really cool. Well, and I have to say, I love anything that brings learning and fun together for kids. I really, really wish that something like this was around for my teens when they were younger. We would have absolutely devoured this on our car trips. It would have been amazing. It's perfect for kids ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my surprising co-host, Brie Tucker. Well, hello, hello, buddy. How are you? I was like, ooh, what can I do for surprising? Surprising. You- no, I know, right? I know. <laughs> I'm, oh, what was that? Oh, gosh. I was trying to do something funny and it totally lost my head. It's it's what we all experience. It's that lapse of like, you're like, oh, I can't think of what to say next. And you're like, I'm either going to fill it with all the ums and likes and buts or like, just stay quiet. Actually, sadly, what's in my head is hilarious right now. Mm-hmm. I have a I have the picture of Tom Hanks when he's doing that pumpkin character on Saturday oh. Live. <laughs> and I can't remember his oh, name. Remember, like, it was is it like- Tom Pumpkin? Uh, Tommy Pumpkin or something like something. that. That's what I was going to yeah. say. But so now I just have a picture of his goofy face in that silly <laughs> outfit in my head. Oh, Tommy Pumpkin. <laughs> probably okay. not even the right one. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But uh, glorious, glorious. So Father's Day is around the corner. Father's Day is around the corner. And mm-hmm. uh, for today's episode, we are going to talk about parenting on the same page. Right. I see this as our gift to you to give to your partner and yourself on how to figure out how to get on the same page. And we pulled out some big guns on this one. We Mm -hmm. called a pretty big heavy hitter here in the parenting world. Amy McCready. Positive parenting solutions. You know, Mm -hmm. we both have known of Amy McCready for many, many years. Because if you're in the the parenting realm. If you're in the parenting space, you know Amy McCready. She she is a regular Today Show contributor. She's the founder of Positive Parenting Solutions and the creator of the seven-step parenting success system online course. And she's also the author of two best-selling parenting books, If I Have to Tell You One More Time and The Me, Me, Me Epidemic. And her sons, uh, she has two adult sons now who are 24 and uh, 22. So she has lived through it and she has such great takeaways for parents. Oh, yes. It was amazing. Like we we threw out all the questions that we get all the time from parents. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, what do you do when you guys don't agree on how to even do your parenting? Like, yeah. let's say one of you has like maybe in the very beginning, you guys were closer to the same page. But as time has gone on and the kids have gotten older, one of you may have heard of a parenting strategy or seen it work with somebody or read a book and you're like, hey, I want to try this. And the other parent's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) What we see a lot here at No Goat Mom is that one parent tends to be more authoritarian with like my way or the highway and setting really strong rules and punishments. And the other parent tends to be a little more relationship based and wanting to improve that relationship. And so those two personalities in parenting 
sometimes clash, but they don't have to. Right, right. And I think the interesting thing about that too is that sometimes you don't even realize 100% what your parenting perspective is until mm-hmm. you actually have your kids. Yeah, you know. And don't. that's where it gets tricky, right? And then oh, and then here's another snore that happens a lot. What happens when a kid acts up or has a certain behavior with only one parent? That that we hear a lot too. Yeah. Yes. Like, I've seen that too in my parenting. Like my kids have been more like likely to kind of dissolve in a puddle of emotions around me uh, than my husband. And here I am like emotionally drained and going through everything because I've realized actually through parenting that I take on a lot of other people's emotions. It's hard being an empath. It's hard as well. <laughs> and then like you're just drained and you've been through all the emotions of this other person. And then when I see my husband with the kids, they're all like, oh, da, 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 we're going to go for ice cream. And that's what I see anyways. <laughs> I doubt it's like that. But <laughs> I, I liken it to like when they, they fall skateboarding and it's like, oh, my, my legs broke. I, get, I need I no. need. I need a milkshake. I need hugs and cuddles. And then it happens with their dad and they're like, and dad's like, come on, wipe it off. And they're like, okay. Okay. (laughs) What the heck? Right? Seriously? Or or real life. Right? Or this other fun one that happens a lot when you have the behavior is really a big deal to one parent Mm -hmm. and the other one is like, "Eh, who cares? Yeah. It's like, we don't need to focus on that. Like fidgeting, I find is really big deal to one parent and not another parent. And you're just like, I'll just ignore the fidgeting. It'll be fine. The other parents like, stop it. Stay still. Yeah. Grades can be another one with that. Like, yeah. So so we we hit all of these in today's episode. Got you guys some solid answers, some mm-hmm. solid techniques and theories to work with. So we are so excited for this for we you guys. Hope you enjoy our conversation with Amy McCready. If you're feeling really overwhelmed with everything that you have to do at home and you know you should be delegating, but you're not quite sure where to start, come get our happy parent checklist. It's absolutely free and you can get it at noguiltmom.com backslash HPC. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Welcome, Amy, to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Like Bree and I were, were talking before, we are so excited to have you here because we've been following your work for many years, years, yes. years and so respect you and how your viewpoint on parenting and how you've helped parents. So welcome, welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes. And listening to your podcast, I can tell we are like totally of the same mindset. So it's always such a joy to talk with people who kind of view things the same way. So thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a really good conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So for those of our listeners who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about your story and what you do? Sure. So I'm the founder of Positive Parenting Solutions. We do online parenting training for parents of toddlers to teens all over the world. I've been doing this online for about 13 years now. But before that, I started out 
in a completely different career, but ended up in parenting education just because I was really struggling with my own kids when they were little. And so I just started studying and, you know, taking positive discipline classes and, and those types of things. And I just, it became my love and my passion and I just wanted to teach it to other parents. So I've been doing that ever since. I couldn't imagine going back to my corporate job now, but um, I just love serving parents. Awesome. I, I love that story because I feel like that's a lot how parenting educators really get into it. Like yeah. we, we either have like issues with our kids that we start researching or like a lot of teachers get into it where they realize yeah. that they can have a bigger impact outside the classroom by kind of teaching parents how to raise kids and yeah. raise kids in a really positive way. Yeah, Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say too. Like I fell into parenting education and and like you said, it's just such a, such a passion. It's so rewarding. It, that sounds, it almost sounds a little selfish, but I feel like it's a very cup filling job. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a very cup filling career because you always get to see the impact of what your actions are doing, helping others, because our, our big goal is to just help parents be the yeah. parents they want to be right. And have, and, and have the family they, they want to have. Yeah. And I think too, I think parenting is so much more difficult now, even, you know, my yes. kids are grown and flown. They're in their early twenties, but even just in that short amount of time, I feel like it's a lot more difficult for parents. So I'm just so glad that parents now have so many more resources than I did when I was starting out. That's for sure. What do you think kind of contributes to the difficulty now versus like a few, like 10, 20 years ago in parenting? I think so much of it is just the pace of life. Right. Yes. Like we're all pulled in so many directions. I think technology makes it more difficult, social media for parents comparing themselves to everybody else. And then, you know, kids and their all of their issues with technology and social media that complicates things. It's just life is just faster paced and we just we all want to do the best that we can do. And so we tend to be hard on ourselves. You know, sometimes it's as we're talking about today, you know, partners not agreeing and, you know, the frustration and challenges that that creates. So there's just so, as you know, so many difficult things about being a parent. It's like in hindsight now, I think, oh, I wish I could do that again, knowing everything that I know now, yeah. but we don't, we don't get that opportunity until we have grandchildren. But I think that's a, I think you really hit a big pain point there is like the whole, we are, we are so connected now as a society, especially with social media. Mm-hmm. And you know, think about like even the family pictures we had back in the 80s. Like, I don't yeah. know about y'all. My family Sears. was big on our, on our Olin Mills shots. Mm-hmm. You didn't buy the ones where somebody was rolling their eyes or staring down their their sister or brother or poking each other. You bought the one where you guys looked all beautiful and happy and, and ready to go. And that's what we put out on social media. And that's what we compare ourselves to as parents. Like, oh, that parent has got it down. Look how happy they are. Look at their kid who is valedictorian. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't get to see everything that happens behind those curtains, but you definitely get to see the positive. Yeah. Well, I also think social media feeds a bit of a fear loop too, because how the social media algorithms are, like if you react to one thing that says like, oh my gosh, if you let your kids like go get Starbucks by themselves, they're going to be kidnapped. Guess what? Social media is going to give you like 10 more of those articles and just like feed all the fear you have about parenting as well. It's a lot of pressure. It's hard. So uh, like one thing, a question that we get asked again and again here at No Guilt Mom is about parenting with a parenting partner. And what happens when parenting partners just aren't on the same page? Like what advice do you give to families who like both like parents are just like on a different parenting mindset? 
Hey all, it is Joanne. And Brie here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street car tracks, and my bike's tire, like, went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just, like, skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And (laughs) active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Yes. And it's so difficult. And and most often it's one extreme or the other, right? One parent is very permissive and the other one is very strict. And how do we get on the same page? Mm And obviously there are, you know, there's a range in terms of how much disagreement there can be. But I think one of the first things I always tell parents is that we have to recognize that disagreements over parenting are often more than just about parenting, right? Just like disagreements about sex or about finances or whatever, there's always something else going on. So 
really working first to connect with your partner just in general, not even about the parenting stuff is so important. So really doing kind of a self-assessment. Does my partner know that he or she is my number one priority? Mm -hmm. Are we united as a team, not just in parenting, but in all things? And so often when we're busy raising kids, especially with moms, we tend to put the kids stuff as the priority and then our partner gets the leftover, right? And so that often breeds a lot of resentment. And then that will come out in the parenting. So again, it's addressing those communication power struggles in general. And now there are so many great resources for working on your communication. I was telling you guys earlier, a couple of resources that we recommend are Aaron and Jocelyn Freeman. They go by Meet the Freemans. They're awesome in terms of just communication in general. Also, Marriage 365. I don't know if you know that. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, really good resources for working on your communication. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's always the first place to start. But then obviously we have to get aligned in our parenting. And unfortunately, there's you know, some real specific things that parents can do there to start to move together. How do you start having that conversation with your partner? Because I feel like parenting is such a personal thing and it can go on such a personal attack so fast because if you've never taken a parenting class before, you tend to really go back to how you were raised. And so it becomes part of your identity, it right. becomes part of how you think that parents should treat kids. Like, how do you even begin to have that conversation? Yeah, because it feels like somebody's attacking your personal identity. Yes. Yes. Your and and you're like, hey, I was brought up, I'm a good person. I was brought up well with this type of parenting. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's it's sort of seeking first to understand, right? Why does your partner feel this way about? X topic, whatever it is, or parenting in general, if they tend to be very strict and punishment-based and those types of things, there's a reason in their childhood for that, right? And so understanding where that mindset comes from, again, that helps us align with them. We will never change that. And again, we're not going to change somebody else, right? All we can do is sort of change our responses and, and try to work together as a team. But for parents who are on totally different wavelengths, I always recommend that they start by really identifying the areas in which they do agree. Mm -hmm. Because I guarantee you, there are three or five areas in which they do agree. And sit down and write those down on paper. There's something about just seeing that on paper. You're like, oh yeah, like we are not as far apart as we think we are. Mm -hmm. So that's the first place to start because then we can build on, that's a strength, right? We agree in these areas, whether it's, you know, technology or whatever the things are that we agree on, we can build on that rather than focusing on all of the areas in which we don't agree. I like that. I like yeah. that advice because automatically like it's like we're on the same page. We're a team. This I, is how we could work together. I love that because I kind of see that as like we it's something that we hear a lot too in the parenting world and the mom world of like, hey, parenting's hard. You're going through a lot of tough stuff on day by day, like especially if you're dealing with like big milestones like potty training and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's focusing on the positive. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's about like when you're looking for the good moments of your day with your kids, this is also like looking for the good moments you have with your spouse. These are the good things that we have together that we can, that originally brought us together that we can continue to grow on. Yeah, absolutely. And on the parenting front, I think once you have that list of like, okay, these are the things that we do agree on as it relates to parenting, then kind of pick two or three like non-negotiables. Like, these are the things that we are 
just are so important in our family. We are aligned on this. And then make those two or three non-negotiables sort of like the most important rules or boundaries or whatever that Mm -hmm. is. And again, be clear about them with your kids, communicate them, talk about them in family meetings. That, That way your kids see you as aligned. Um, but if we try to, you know, have 50 rules, first off, we're not going to agree, but just pick those things that are the most important to our family that we can come to agreement on and really focus on those, just at least to start. What are yeah. some like examples of like a non-negotiable? Like I, I realize it's different for every family, but yeah. what's like something that's pretty, pretty common that you see? Well, I think it's easiest to start with areas that are easy to define. So for example, technology, mm-hmm. right? We can have very specific rules about what our technology is, what our tech curfews are, what what activity is okay and not okay in our family. That is something that's very kind of black and white. We can define it. We know when it's working. We know when it's, do- when, when it's not. And then we can follow through with appropriate consequences or whatever it happens to be. Areas that are a little bit more nebulous, I think, tend to be problematic, like backtalk or attitude, Mm -hmm. right? Don't you think like that's a little harder to define? And especially if parents are on different ends of the spectrum in terms of their parenting, like what one thinks is okay, the other one is like, that's completely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. So just sticking with issues that are easy to define, curfew, for example, if you have older kids, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever those things are, just pick a few of them. And so you know whether the rules are being followed or not. And again, you come across as that united front. We are, we stand together in this area. The united front is so important. Like my kids, they always get in trouble with us or they used to, cause they don't do this anymore, but they would ask one of us a question and then try to ask yeah. the other one of us the question. And I could always like sense when they do this now. And I'm like, what did your dad say? And they're like, he said, no, I'm like, then it's no, like you yeah. can't come to me. at least you picked up on that. Right. Like I can't, yeah. uh, my best story of that. And I just have to share it. Cause I was pretty proud of my kid for coming up with this. I think it was four at the time <laughs> he wanted to go swimming and I did not want to take them swimming in the pool that day. Cause I, we had a pool in our backyard. I was just tired. So I totally did the, the thing that a lot of us do where I just pushed it off to the other parent. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do it. But if your dad says yes, then okay. So then my son was very smart and sneaky. He goes down the hallway, talks to his dad, goes, hey, dad. And his dad goes, yes. And he runs back. Dad said yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, do you even know what you said yes to? And my, my husband at the time oh. was like, uh, no. What did I say yes to? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But he came back. He was like, you just said he had to say yes. You didn't say what to. That brings up an interesting <laughs> point, though, because like certain issues mean more to one parent than yeah. they do to another parent. So like something that just came up the other day um, in one of our parenting groups is that their kids were fidgeting at the table and they were like the kid was constantly getting up and down and mom wanted to let it go. And dad was like, no, this is unacceptable. Yeah. So what do you do when like when it's in the moment when it's in the moment yeah, and they right. you disagree so strongly? Yes. And that's so uncomfortable for everybody. And Mm -hmm. the interesting thing is, you know, kids pick up on that, right? And so the dinner table is a classic example. It's a trigger for one parent. And so they push the buttons, push the buttons, push the buttons and big power hit for the kid. The parents get upset. So in the moment, I'm a big believer in having a signal between Mm -hmm. the parents. And I I like for it to be a nonverbal, like whatever, you know, you can put your hand over your heart you can, you know, 
time out, like whatever you want the nonverbal to be, but it's signaling to your partner, you know what, we're clearly not on the same page on this. Let's table this discussion and, and discuss it offline. Like we get through this meal, do what we need to do, but then we make a note to have a real conversation about this. Mm-hmm. So, but trying to deal with it in the moment, again, is only going to show your kids that this is a big trigger issue and mm-hmm. you're not going to resolve it in the moment because we're escalated at that point. So when an issue is, a, you know, really important to one parent and not so important to the other. Again, it comes back to that seek to understand. Why Mm -hmm. is this such a trigger for him at the table or whatever it is? And then once we kind of understand that, okay, let's get into problem solving mode. You know, we have to get to a situation where we can create a solution for this. Let's work together on that rather than sort of, you know, continuing to be headbutting each other on who's right. And is it a big deal or it's not a big deal. If it's a big deal to one person, it's a big deal. Yeah. Right. 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 Because you wouldn't want somebody to negate your, what what you feel is important Mm -hmm. either. Exactly. So it's like bringing that back to the table. Bring it back. Exactly. Now that you said the signal, I do have a signal with uh, my husband. I grab his leg under the table, like right by his knee. Yeah. If like we're disagreeing on something, I'll grab it and he'll just he'll table the conversation. And sometimes he'll like, look at me. And like, if he's just staring, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> and I gotta, I shut my mouth and we talk about it later. I can see his eyes getting bigger as he steers you down across the table. Yeah. <laughs> no one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids, because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I also think it's okay to say in front of your kids, you know what? Dad and I have different viewpoints on this. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it 
together so we can come up with the best solution for our family. I think that's excellent. Yeah, you have to show your your kids that Mm -hmm. conflict happens. Mm -hmm. People can work through it. Yeah. And then that also just shows, again, that the dedication that you guys have or the importance in your family to talk through and come up with a solution. Like we don't fight. We don't scream. We don't yell. We Mm -hmm. talk about it. Yep. And we respect each other. We solve problems. That's what we do as a family. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yes. I 100% emphatically agree with that. I usually tell my kids after the fact when we've disagreed on something or we've done something that like we regret, like just, you know, top of mind. I'm sure Bree's heard me tell a story a lot. The point shoes, like my daughter got point shoes and you have to like sew on elastics and ribbons and everything for ballet for ballet. And my daughter had like my husband was taking care of it and I went in and I butted in and I'm like, no, that's not the right way. I'll just do it tomorrow. And he was upset about that. And we talked about it. And I told my daughter the next day, I'm like, you know what? Here is what I did that I, you know, I I shouldn't, I'm not going to do this in the future because it did this, this, and this. And she's like, okay. (laughs) I mean, she's 12. But But I mean, it's really, really good because you you don't want her to have the thought process that you have to agree with your spouse on everything. Exactly. And if you don't agree with your spouse on everything, then it's broken and it's not a good relationship. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many things that we teach our kids through our parenting. There are. Yeah. About expectations. And I love what you did too. Like you took personal responsibility for it. And that's what we want our kids to do, right? Like we all mess up with our communication with our kids, with our partners, whatever, but taking that responsibility is such awesome modeling. And it does not feel good in the moment to take personal responsibility. (laughs) What was that? What was that song you were singing the other day from Sesame Street? Oh, the everyone makes mistakes song. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. That one. But it's hard. It's ego damaging, especially like as a parent, because I mean, that brings us to a kind of another parenting issue, how many adults feel that they have to be this authority figure and this strong role model and not show that vulnerability to their kids that they don't know what's going on. And I don't think that's helpful at all. Yeah. Because I think that, again, sets your child up for these unrealistic expectations of their emotions. Mm -hmm. Like if I can't hold it all together, then I'm not as good as as my mom or my dad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And, and I think that's really, there's been such an arc and I term, I think in terms of parenting, you know, I, I think now people hopefully understand that that is a good thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. being vulnerable, showing our emotions, because we all have big emotions and the ability to model how we manage through those with our kids is so empowering for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it, I think that's a hard one for all of us, but it's so healthy for kids to, when they, when they see that. And most importantly, they see how we work through those big emotions in positive and productive ways. Definitely. So like, what about when your kid behaves one way around one parent and then another way around another parent? (sighs) We all have this. Yeah. Like the behavior (laughs) appears among one parent more than the other. Like, how do you go about addressing it? Yes. And obviously we have to do that in a way that's not like finger pointing or making the other person feel bad or, you know, us feel superior. But I love, do you guys know Alison Schaefer? She's a positive parenting educator out of Canada. But one of her sayings is my favorite that I quote all the time. And she says that misbehavior is a co-created experience, Hmm. right? So whenever there is any misbehavior with a child, it is a co-created experience. Like the parent has some role in that. So When a behavior is happening with one parent more than another, again, it's not about finger pointing. It's always about problem solving, but let's sit down and figure out why that's happening. Why Mm -hmm. is it happening more with me than it is with you? Getting back to the basics of behavior. So, 
you know, am I meeting that child's need for attention and belonging and emotional connection on a daily basis? If that's yeah. fallen off the radar a bit, well, then I'm having probably more attention-seeking behaviors and, you know, a lot of those types of behaviors with me than with my partner. Or if I'm doing too much ordering and correcting and directing and bossing and not giving the child enough opportunities for them to feel significant and to contribute and to feel like they have some age-appropriate control and power over their world, well, then I'm going to get more of those power behaviors back. But I think it's sort of looking holistically, okay, why is the behavior happening? How might we be contributing to it? And more importantly, what can we do to solve that problem? Again, it's not about who's right or wrong or who's at fault. It's just about what action steps do we need to take to kind of reverse the situation or solve the problem. Going back to working as a team and focusing on the problem solving and taking some personal responsibility. The things that happen in a family don't happen in a vacuum. Like whatever interactions I have with my children is going to directly affect the interactions that they have with their dad and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting too, because I think sometimes when let's say the misbehaviors aren't happening with me, but they're happening with their dad. I might need to also look at it and go, is there anything that I'm doing that's setting their dad up for failure? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm saying something. Maybe I'm just, again, like I, maybe I'm not helping out enough when that parent is tired and they're at the end of their patience. So again, like it can go both ways, but it nothing happens in a vacuum in a family, right? Like everything that, that occurs, it affects all of us in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. And I think too, I'm, I'm sure you guys hear this a lot. We'll hear that you know, the child is preferring mom and always wants mom to do it. I want mom to get, yeah. get lunch, yeah. or, uh-huh. you know, just preferring one over the other. And that makes the other partner feel really frustrated. So and it's, again, it's sort of like, thinking, okay, why is that happening? Do we keep feeding into that when the child, you know, demands that mom do it? If we keep jumping through those hoops, we're reinforcing that behavior and it's going to continue to happen. So it's really so much of this, don't you think, is just taking the step back and really sort of analyzing it big picture, no blame, no finger pointing, but just, you know, what is happening to cause the child to act this way? How are we contributing? What do we need to change in the environment, the routines and our responses, and then just get into a problem solving mode together for what's in the best interest to the child. If we really focus on, okay, what will be most helpful to this Mm -hmm. child, then it gets it out of kind of who's at fault and I'm doing something or you're doing, it it just gets out of all that messiness. Yeah. Best interest of the child. Well, I think taking out the blame game, that's a big thing right there. Like when you take out the blame, it's so much easier to have these conversations and to look at things in a positive way. Absolutely. Well, Amy, what do you have coming up that you're really excited about? Well, personally, like getting back to going to restaurants and kind of living my life post-vaccine. So I'm like super excited about that. Yay! (laughs) But on the professional side, uh, just continuing to create new classes and sessions for the members of our seven-step parenting success system. That's sort of like what brings me the most joy is just creating training content. So, you know, I have a list Mm -hmm. of 85 things that I'll never get to, but just sort of, you know, ticking off that list is what I'm looking forward to doing. How about you guys? And that's uh, like that's that's us to a T as well. Too. That's us to <laughs> yeah. a T. Yeah. We have we have a list that uh, that's on our wall on a giant post-it called <laughs> "Random ideas, ideas to Get To." It's our parking lot. I it's love that. Lot. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been an amazing conversation, and we've so enjoyed the chance to get to chat with you. Thank you both so much for having me. Thank you for the amazing work that you're doing in the world to support families. All of us are grateful to you for everything that you're oh, doing. Thank you. We are so thank grateful you. for you too. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thank you.
So Amy McCready, not only did she have such great advice, she's just such a delightful person. Oh, I know. It's always great when there is somebody else that like you align with mm-hmm. on every level it's of like philosophy for parenting, for relationships, for communication. It was just... <sighs> She was amazing. <sighs> she was amazing. So, hey, if you like this episode, can you do us a favor? Can you take just a few minutes and go rate and review the No Guilt Mom podcast? It helps other moms and parents find this podcast, and it would really mean so much to us. So hopefully we deserve your five stars, and we can't wait to see your review. Yeah, yeah. And if you leave us a review, email us at hello at noguiltmom.com with your name and address, and we're going to have a cute little sticker to send out to you. We have stickers. As a thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Appreciate, like, think about us. Like, you know those memes of, like, dollar bills, and you're, like, going... That's us with stickers. That's us with stickers. (laughs) Yes, because I love a good sticker. Yes. (laughs) Doesn't. Like, my kids like them, but so do I. (laughs) When they went to the doctor's office, I stole two stickers, one for me and one for them. You got it. You got to love a good sticker. So until next time, remember, the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. And thanks for stopping by. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.